0: Welcome to Do a Blessing CNS Church London's podcast, sharing the good news weekly. We hope you are blessed by today's message. Participating in the blessings of his presence. Participating in the blessings of his presence. You know it's interesting that even the song that was chosen for us to start the service so sorry to start the, uh, the even if you can if you go from the beginning of the service down to up to now those songs seem to be pointing at one particular hymn i uh, sorry one particular team the song that we said says in yoruba it says that o jora, o jone, yangeli, ewa so basically what he's saying is that today is a great day angels come and Come and rejoice with us. And for me also, it is quite it is quite interesting, and it blesses my heart that even when the prophecies was going on, one of the first things the God was saying is that angels are here and they are they are celebrating with us. And these things are great. These things are are, are wonderful. But again, it's important that we know how to participate in these kind of things going on. In these kind of things going on, you know, if you, if you have if you have been following us for over the over the couple of weeks, we'll be talking about we, talk, we talked we spoke about what is ministry. We spoke about we spoke about your spirit, man. We spoke about other things where God is. I believe that God is pointing out to us. And as we take it a bit further today, we will go back to that first Thessalonians chapter five, verse twenty-three, which we read yesterday. He said, now the God of peace sanctify you completely, and may your own spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless unto his coming. If you can remember, we said about it last week, that when you see spirit, especially in the New Testament, when you see spirit in the small letters, is because it is talking about your whole spirit, not the Holy Spirit. And at times I think we mix it up and we kind of lose the the attention of of what of, of we kind of lose the message of it and one thing which i was also you know um just talking about about, about it, because actually we are talking about the things of the spirit. People talk about, oh, you know, uh, you know when you, uh, you know, that's not my conversation. That's not my argument really today. Is that when you have people talk about, um, you know, what, what do you mean that there is God and things like that? Those who call themselves atheists most of the time it's not. There is no. It is there is no very profound academic stuff back backing it up. It is just, at the end of it, it's just a decision in their mind to say, you know what, I do not believe in God. And, you know, um, someone, the professor was talking one day, he said, he, said he, he, was saying, he was talking to somebody who's not really much of a professor, but the person was saying that, he said, he said, I don't believe in he said, he said, he said, he said He said, he said, he said, he said, the world just came out and, you know, things, things were just hiding up at random and we have this thing which we call world and that man said oh is that good is that true and said yes he said you're a professor of physics science is based on the knowledge or the intelligence of nature science is not proving anything they have to work on what nature gives and that is why you can say that you're is proven is, is is you can trust it. He said yes. And he said, he said, but he said, he said, he, he said, this is the problem that you have. He said, you're sitting on the chair now. And the professor said yes. He said, he said, how come you trust on a chair? He said, assuming that chair that you're sitting on, somebody just brought it out of nobody planned, it. just the chair just carried itself together and just will you be sitting on it? He said definitely not. So why are you trusting in the world, system? Why are you trusting in nature? If you just came out, of do God help us in Jesus' name. You know, for those who don't understand what I've said, you know, Emmanuel, those who watch the gave it very simply. He said, Emmanuel said, I don't believe in God. I say that God is in heaven. Because if you look at heaven, you cannot see God. And Emmanuel said, can you see your brain? <laughs> see, the man said you know, he said that yeah, you don't have brain. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. So that is very simple, basic, um academic, everything is all in that statement. If you can't see your brain, like that you believe in your brain, then if you look up and say that there is no God there, then it's just the same as saying that you have no brain also. Amen. <laughs> God help us in Jesus' name. So as we talk about I just want to just um, I'm just going to point on one or two things, and we, we will go on. If we go to the next slide, you would see that we spoke about this. I discussed this all through the last last week when I talked about a Christian, a soulish Christian, and a non-believer. And you see that one has his spirit is alive. His spirit is alive. His conscience is the. He, this one also operates with his conscience, but it operates from this flesh point of view. So, but this person here, his spirit is not awake at all, but is living on what conscience the worldly standard that's what he judges, he makes his decisions by. Right? So, having understood this, uh, we spoke, I, I went at length explaining this to us last week, but I want to also point out something, something to us the some some that was, was it sung, sung it to us, which i would say this is the your body this is how a human being is made body soul and the spirit body soul and spirit now this is where your five senses are taste or whatever it is you use this in your mind in your in your mind or soul you have your emotions you have your will and your spirit man is what he is now I'm going to give you an and An example, and I want us to look at it carefully and say what exactly do we think is awake. Genesis chapter 28, verse 16 to 17. The Bible says, Then Jacob awoke from his sleep and said, Surely the Lord is in this place, and I did not know. And he was afraid. He said, How awesome is this place? It shall be no other place than the house of God, the gates of heaven. Now, what happened here is that they, um, Jacob was sleeping and he could see angels going back and forth. He could see all sort of things, but he woke up and he said, I just I, I, just missed it. God is here and I did not know. So basically, God is in, a, is in an environment and he has not benefited me. What was our week? What was was functioning? If you look at those three, his body was not functioning because he was asleep. His mind was partially working, but at the most part, dominant because his emotion was not active. His will, he couldn't make a decision on that. But his spirit was. So that tells me something. If your spirit is now is connected and your mind and body is totally disconnected, you have lost. Does that make sense? You can see angels walking into this place now. Can open your eyes. If your mind and your body response is zero, you just saw them. There is no benefit you're gonna get out of it. So when Jacob woke up, Jacob said, Ah, see, wo- wo- angels are moving up and down this place. And I had no clue. And I believe that so many Christians, because we focus so much on the spiritual, and the only thing you can see is see angels or see the revelation, and it doesn't benefit you in, 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 in any way. Because what should come together actually is your soul and your body. You know I, we had, I was, during the week I was sleeping and I had something, something, I had a dream and I, said, and I just woke up and I woke Hannah up and I said, can you sit up please? And I said, can you stretch out your hand? And we prayed. And I said go back to sleep. And she woke me and said, why would you just wake up and I said stretch out your hand? Why? Because something was happening at that very season that, that took to her. There was no point. I could have said, you know, it doesn't matter. You see, angels might be shouting you tomorrow. You are just on your own. Do you hear know what I'm trying to say? So, Jacob knew that he was, he would have lost out even though he had the deepest revelation from God. Why? Because it is. It is your mind. Your mind is important, especially when you are before God. Your mind needs to be awake when you are before God. I'm not against things like that, but you know, I, I used to tell people when I first was started. I said, a physically, a physically. A restless body cannot serve God. I understand if you go to work, but if you go to parties all night and turn up in church in the morning, see, you can't, you, you, you can't be there. You cannot be there. And that is why I tell people, you know, one day I went to a party, which was by a group, I went to a party, and it was a party that I was supposed to be there. And I and I, and it was nine o'clock, and I stood up, and I said, "Sorry, sir, sorry, I'm going home." And someone said, "Ah, why are you going?" Home? Why? And somebody said something which was quite important, and I I, I could understand why he he understood it. He said, "He's a pastor; he's going to prepare for the service tomorrow." You cannot be in party till the 1am, and come up in job to not come and do what? You are not connected. See, you can be seeing things, but you have no benefit. It cannot benefit you. That's why there are certain things you make sure you do. In come me, I have met that you know, they will sit, they would not, again, and I know if peculiarities of your job is different, but don't run around this and turn up because you, your spirit mind can be active but your physical mind is gone and you will see it in Hebrews chapter 11 verse, he said he, said, he said, but without faith it is impossible to, to, to please God, he who comes to him must first believe that he is and is a rewarder of them that he is seeking, now faith and belief is not in your spirit, it is in your mind that's why the Bible says in Romans, it says it says, it says, it says, that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe with your heart. So, basically, once you are before God, your heart must be totally alive to whatever God is doing. I'm saying this because I don't want people to, you know, I've seen situations where people call me when they say, ah, i just saw angels going back and forth and i'm like hey, what, what, what does i said i said how does that benefit us people who don't understand you probably think that is i said no i said tell me what you saw now how does it benefit anybody he said Look, am i not supposed to say it? i said no i'm not saying are supposed to say it but we need to move from the point of i see to the point of i am impacted May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. So because of our because of our, of our time, let me just quickly um I'm just gonna um, point out a couple of things also as we go. That's why the Bible says in in, in Romans chapter chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, it, it talks about he said, I beg you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. He first of all talk about your body, then he now went back and said he said. He said, "Do not be conformed with the world, with the renewing of your mind. So your body and your mind is always demanded before God. And most of the time, the, the, the point is that the point is that people think that you know when you are dealing with God, your mind is not. It has to be no. It, God created you with a mind, and He created the mind for a purpose." He created a mind for a purpose. That's why Jesus said, you No, know, the, 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 the problem is that they follow me with their lips. In Matthew, he said, He said, They honor me with their lips. They are talking, but their mind, their mind is not connected to what they are saying. See, I, I am all for singing. That's why for me, at times, it's a bit difficult for me to sing along in a song I cannot. I don't understand. Why? Because I don't want my mouth to be speaking and my heart not connecting to what you're saying. So that is why at times there are some songs that I, 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 I try to keep quiet from. Not that I do not believe in those songs, but for me, I want to connect with it. So, if I don't understand the song, I go and do research on them. You have people who sing all sorts of songs and, you know, um, um, whatever it is, and, and I think it's like, and you are and asking me, you know? I, like, I, I used to say the same most when I, I went to a church and people were singing passionately and they were saying that some have eyes but cannot see, some can't see but have no eyes. And I'm like, what's, what's that? You can't go and to see when you begin to worship God with your heart. There will be certain things that you will it, it it will be it, it will be hitting you and you will not be able to say it. I'm just saying my own. You can be passionate about it. Because for me, I'll give you an example. Me from the Bible. Well the way I understand it, like, right? Map I am in God do not mean my cry, do not cause my mother to cry. And J Maa tells me that my words towards you are good and not of evil. They call me crazy. But for me, it's 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 always causing because I'm like, know, it is not again, it is not that is not his character. It, it does not kill, it cannot kill my mother. Do you get what I'm trying to say? And I'm at that point struggling because your mouth must connect with your heart. And, and that is one way where we cannot connect because, because, because we, people are quick to talk and not necessarily reflect on what they are saying. May God grant us grace in the name of Jesus Christ. You know, I was hearing. I, was I said, you know, I, I am all for it. I read it. I read it this morning. I have no problems with it. You know, when, when David said, David, um, David said that, he said, he, he said, do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. What David was saying, basically, is that, you know, I'm, king, I'm the king of Israel. Because that psalm was, Psalm 51, was the psalm when, after he killed the wife, the, um, what's this guy, Uriah, he killed Uriah, and Nathan, the prophet, came to him. That was where, if you read your preface of that psalm, that was what, that was the psalm that he said after that. And then it said, do not, he said, do not take your Holy Spirit away from me. Basically, what is God saying? He said to God, take care everything, but don't take your Holy Spirit away from me. And what did God do? God took the son. And David woke up, and the Bible says, David washed his face, and he rose up, and he was happy. Let me give you your, your own terms. Basically, you are the CEO of XYZ, and God says to you, you have done it, you have done, you have done that, and he said, God, I don't care. Take everything, but just leave your spirit with me. That is what you say. saying. Because that was what David was saying. But how many of us will say, God answered our prayer? Because at times, you know, you say something and God says, put the voicemail. <laughs> your heart must connect to what you're saying. And that is why Jesus was saying that people need to understand. Jesus Himself said, He said, He said the Pharisees think that it is in the multitude of what you say that your prayers have been answered. Jesus is not against long of short prayers. He's just saying that whatever you are saying, let your heart connect to it. It's a challenge that you ask people after after the after we've had prayers and you ask them a day later, what did you pray about yesterday? They have no clue. They have no clue. You know, Jesus said. Jesus said about prayer said, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us this day our daily bread. What does that mean? Mm-hmm. Give me, I want bread specifically when today. So, at time, specific things of what you want. That's what Jesus was saying. Give me today my daily bread. So that when you come back, you know what you asked for and what time you demanded for it. That's what Jesus was teaching in prayer. That's why when you read that prayer, Jesus did not say pray this prayer. He said, pray in this manner. That's what he said. So this is the format. This is the template. I want you to study it so that you understand prayer. That's what Jesus was saying. It is good that we read it. But have we taking time to study it? May God grant us understanding in the name of Amen. Jesus Christ. So, so you see this, and I'm just going to just um, go to Matthew chapter thirteen. I want to point. I want you to Matthew thirteen. Now, how I many of us have heard the story of Sower? Jesus talks about the story of Sower, and he said that people sow, sow, sow. Um, sow, sowing seed, and some follow. Um, good ground, some fall on bad ground and whatever it is, uh, on stony ground and things like that. Now, Jesus was not giving explanation of what he said. He now said, he said, those who receive the word on a stony place are those who hear the word immediately, immediately receives it with joy. So, people are listening so I don't preach it! Come on! uh, uh. I'm not against that. But what I'm saying is that The word hasn't settled. The word has not settled, and I give brings also to prophecy at times. The word hasn't settled. You have not see at times. Most of us we are too quick to answer, and Jesus said, "Yet he has no roots in in himself." So he had the word, he was excited. I know what God is saying. And they go, but they haven't, they they haven't had what they don't, they haven't allowed that word to settle in. I'll give you an example in the Bible. Peter. Jesus said, Peter, do you love me? Yes, I do. Jesus asked the same question again. What was Jesus doing? It was allowing him for that word to settle into his heart. Peter, do you love me? Ah, you know, you, you know that I do. The same question Jesus asked him the third time, Peter broke down in tears. Why? Because that was when the import of what he was saying sunk. Most of the time, I have had this. I know what God is saying. I, at times it's good. But you need to let it settle. You need to let it settle. I you know, I, I did try my best to challenge you by time because there was someone, some, which is quite interesting. I'll give that how I'll, 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 I'll share this with you. somebody called me during the week. So the glory of God said, so don't look. It's not somebody you can see your it, soul. So, so I can't go in Someone said, God said, I should give you my car. I said, OK. I said, OK. But he said, but you, you don't drive. I said, OK. He said, no, the priest's I said, has God been speaking to you about your driving? I said, no, why? The said, you have not been listening to God, Prof. I said, what did you hear? He said, God said, I should buy, I should give you my car. He said, okay. I said, you now need to go back to God and ask the question. He told me to give this person my car. Doesn't drive. What are you saying? But yeah, the person I was accused me of not of not. See, <laughs> you need to to see, You need to say, and I, because I knew what God was. I personally, I, my, my my own. I knew what God was saying. What was happening was that I was concerned about something financially, and I was telling God. And immediately that text came in. That person called and God said, "I just want to show you that I can provide for your need in any way." But I now said to the person, "For your own development, when God says this, don't do so wrong. Don't just think that you know, okay, ah, if He's not hearing, it, that means God has not spoken to him. <laughs> do you get what I'm trying to say? So, and then it was just." And by the time even the word I wanted to use the money for, by the time I called somebody, the, the thing I i not done. I'm not looking for countries, do please. Yes, <laughs> i just so, nobody has ever told me that before in my life. But you was know, so, for so to that God I was like, I just mad because I knew what God was talking about. May God grant us understanding in the name of Jesus. What was missing? People hear, but they don't allow inspection. People cannot sit on prophecy. At times when God sit on it, meditate on it. If you go down and, and Jesus now gave an example 23. Jesus now said, but those who receive it on a good ground are those who hear, what, the word, and understand it. So he's saying that what the others had, was well, they had it, but they did not allow the word settle inside of them. They are so excited about what God is saying, they have not allowed it settle, And they now run with it. And now they say, but God, you said this. At times, God will honor His word, but the problem is that you have not seen the depth of it. So, at times, when you say people are saying, You shouldn't have run with that word that way. Ah, but this is the proof. But you know that. That is just like God will always honor His word whenever He says to you. But the depth of what you should have seen, you've missed it. That's why the Bible says in, in James. James chapter 1, verse 21. He says, Lay apart all filthiness and nothingness and receive with meekness. What does meekness mean? You are not, you're not, you are ready to lay. Receive with meekness the word of God, which and sorry, the engrafted word of God which is able to save your soul. So that means that it's not every word of God that you hear that can save your soul of God that saves your soul is the one that is engrafted. Does this make sense? What is engraftment? I just found... Now, engraftment is that they cut this tree and they put new ones, uh, the trees that they want to grow with it, they put it inside it. So the word, the, 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 the this once already stuck inside that tree. And as a result, they now tie the tree together. They now tie it together so that it can grow together. So there has been a cutting, and the word has been inserted into them. That is the word I can say yourself. Why? Because when you eat food, it's not every food that you eat that does the work with the benefit. It's only the ones that your system can break down and take out the nutrients for it to benefit be you. So that is why at times you people can, you can quote scripture till tomorrow, and it doesn't. You, you know sometimes because because as because the world is just coming like water over them. The world is just coming like water over them. May that not be your portion in the name of Jesus. So, attention is important. The place of the heart is extremely important. You will see it even when Peter wanted to heal the man at the the beautiful gate, Acts chapter 3. Peter said said to the man, look at us. Now, please notice that this man was already asking them money. The Bible says, in verse 3, Acts chapter 3, verse 3, it says, he who seen Peter and John go about into the temple, hacks them for harms. Why, why am I saying that? Is that he was already talking to them, but Peter knew he wasn't paying attention. So Peter said, "Look at us." So he gave them his attention. Then Peter said, "Silver and gold I have not, but in the name of Jesus, stand up and walk." See, you can't be talking to somebody. You come sitting down listening to me and your attention is far <laughs> away. So Peter said, No, look at me. What was he saying? I need your attention. Why? Because when it comes to spiritual things, your attention is needed. The same thing, you see, when Paul wanted to heal a man in Acts chapter 9, I believe, or 14, sorry, Acts chapter 14, verse 8 to 9, the Bible says that after the, um, the Bible says This man had Paul speaking. And Paul observing him intently, seeing that he had enough faith. So as that man was listening to Paul, he was, he was imagining himself in what Paul was saying. And as a result, he was able to get this healing. To gather what God is saying, see, the little that I can say I have observed that even in in ministries, in respect of denominations, where you see the power of God move most quickly is the place where you have most attention in the services. Most attention in the services. Now You know the Bible says it's The Bible says to him who is able to do ab- e- efficient, to him who is able to do more exceedingly, abundantly than ever. So God can do everything exceedingly and abundantly. But the Bible says it's not according to the power of God that we act, according to the power that is at work in us. So God has for the power to do everything. But he will only do it according to the power in you. Not in power in you now. Even the power at work. People say, God will do anything according to the power. No, the power he gives you one. But he has to that power has to be at work. It has to be functioning. It has to be functioning. See. That is one thing I believe that we need to understand. is setting our mind. Because see, your mind is the connection of heaven to heart. God, God, the, the Bible says, see, I was uh, when you read um, Daniel chapter 10, the Bible talks about if you, um, we, won't, we, we won't read it, but read verse 1 and 2 of that chapter 10. The, um, Daniel fasted. He wanted to hear God. But when the angel came, the angel did not say, Daniel, since the day you started fasting and praying. That's what the angel said. Then they said to him, There's an old oh, Daniel, the man greatly beloved of God, um, the understanding of. Okay, let, let's go to verse 12. He says to him, He says, He says, He says, From the first day, from the first day that you set your heart to understanding. And humble yourself. So, humble yourself is fasting. That's what the Bible calls in the Old Testament. That's what the Bible calls fasting. So, you have already set your heart before you humble yourself. Then God answered. It didn't say from the day you started praying. Although he was praying and fasting, God was. You have not entered network until your mind is set on something. And that was what in Daniel. The angel said, Daniel, since the day you set your heart to achieve something, God responded. God responded. May God help us in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says, Joshua chapter 1 verse 8, the Bible says that, the Bible says that it says, what we I say? Sorry, sorry, I'm just skipping some scriptures because of our time. It says, this book of law shall not depart from you. You shall meditate on it day and night. And do, so you might be on it to observe all that is written in it. Please, I want to, first of all, spend a minute or two on this. This is Joshua. Who was speaking to him? God. Do we agree on that? Okay. So this is Joshua hearing the voice of God. And God is saying, Joshua, I want you to meditate. He didn't say, I'll be speaking to you. He said, that book of law (laughs) Although you can hear my my voice spiritually, it is the book of law that I want you to focus on. Does that make sense? It's interesting that God did not say, Joshua, now that you're going, I'll be speaking to you all the time. Don't worry. But God said to him, he said, this book of law, the book of law in those days was the five book of Moses, because that was all they had. So if God were to speak to me, if I were to be judged by that, then God would be saying, Bible, the Bible shall not depart. Why am I emphasizing on that? Because people have replaced the voice for the word. I had a very interesting experience once. Somebody went in trance for a period of time, and part of all that they saw, when they came back, they it's a, it's a transferred a couple of days, when they came back, the person came to me. The person said, I was told something. I said, what is it? The person said, next time you have the opportunity of going in trance, make sure you did your Bible work before you go. because there are so many things you could not achieve because your knowledge of the scriptures was low. I hope people would get that. Understand, no matter what you think you have achieved in the spiritual as long as your understanding of this is low, whatever you have achieved, if you had an understanding of the scriptures, you will go for that. And it was a very wonderful... It wasn't our church, but it was a very wonderful period of somebody in trials. So many powerful things happened. There were landmark prophetic words that God gave in that trance that happened years, about four, five years later. So I'm not talking about, it was, but the guy came to me and he said, this is what I was told. I said, that is the thing. He said, you were privileged to hear it. That you are limited in this journey. You are limited in the journey. <coughs> so God was speaking. And God said to him, "Son, the law." And He said, He didn't say read it. He said meditate on it. How do you meditate in your mind? You meditate on it as you go on. You think around it. You begin to break it down within yourself. You begin. They, please understand that he did not say meditate on it day and night and do what is written there. That's not what he said. He said meditate on it day and night that you may observe. Why, why, does that, why is that, it's that? When you meditate on something to a point, your body will naturally fall in line with what you're thinking. That's why Jesus said, from the abundance of the heart, the mouth will speak. When we had a horrible experience in Nigeria, at the time we had a, 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 a coming home when I was very young then, but I just finished watching the busi. <laughs> just finished watching the busy. And when I, I saw a friend out so I let the gate open and I saw those men, so they came in so I saw my friend out and I came back. So as soon as I came in, I saw the image shift behind the gate, then I, I don't know where it came, I just went into my business style <laughs> yes, I, and I had the stick. On me, so I just swung the stick, you know, with the sound. <laughs> what made me think? Because it had settled in my mind so much that I saw myself even with men that had guns, but that's why he did not, you know, be really quickly handed. <laughs> Because they don't use the, the, the back of the gun, it just hit me. And that was it. That <laughs> was not business. <laughs> By the time I woke up, it was pizza, Please <laughs> That's when you they say you have come to reality. But what led me to that? I had watched it so much. I began to see myself. That is all meditation. But that's why he did not say, "Then go and obey." He said that you may be able to. That time I had, I had a particular, um, a particular sickness. I was very sick, and as I, I was just reading the Bible, and Jesus said, "I am the river of life." If you come to me, so come. He said, All that test come, and I will give them rivers of living water. And I could see Jesus. I, I, heard, I, I saw that the Bible says, By the stripes of Jesus, we are healed. And Jesus said, My body is broken for you on my bed. As I was reading, I was meditating, and I said, Okay, if the body of Jesus is broken, it was weeped that means that that body, I can take it. Oh, no wonder he gave them the body as his flesh. Okay. Oh, no wonder my doctor would give me tablets. So that means I can take the tablets of Jesus. I wasn't praying. See, meditation is not prayer. I was already getting into the mood. Before I knew it, I picked. I stood up from the bed, I went to take water, and I said, this is the blood of Jesus. I take this and I am in. And they see, when you are meditating, help woman, you, you, you look like a mad person. Because you are in the world people cannot see. Do so, you get what I'm not So, I'm not, not encouraging yoga. So that's why I see people that you know they, they are lost and they are calling on Jesus. Amen. But all I'm saying to you is that is, is that is that, and as a result, it wasn't up to five minutes. I began to sweat, and I stood up. That was the end. But what brought me to that is that the word led the point of um, Jesus said this. To, I can see myself. Standing there when Jesus was taking his his, his pain, his snipes, and, and I can ah, that cane is for me because when he took he saw me when he was taking his wig. And as I was walking, I saw myself walking through it. Does that make sense? May God help us in Jesus' name. Yeah. Now let's go to Mark chapter five. We we'll just go down Mark chapter five. Sorry. Yeah. Now, this is the woman of the woman with issue of blood. What did the Bible say? The Bible says, when she heard that Jesus was uh, 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 heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and tossed him, for she said, "If another version will tell you that she thought to herself." If I may only touch him, I will be whole. She was already meditating that, you know, she didn't say, I may be whole. She said, I just need to touch him. Who told her that you need to touch Jesus? Do you know that after this event, the Bible records that there was a time when Jesus was going in a place and the whole place was filled up with everybody who wanted to touch Jesus' clothes. To. And as soon as you're touching him, they were getting him. Who started it first? This woman. Before somebody took the apron of Paul, where did they get it from? This woman. But what led her to that? Nobody thought, talk- it wasn't written anywhere. It was just imagination. If that man can speak and the word come out, okay, all I just need is to get close and touch his family. I don't need to talk to you. The place of the mind, help I partake in the presence, in in the blessings of His presence. I will hand with just a couple of scriptures more. The Bible says that you have the mind of Christ. But later, that is, if you go to um, if, if if you go to First Corinthians two, verse sixteen up, First Corinthians chapter two, verse sixteen, it says that it says, "For we know the mind of the Lord." So, so who, who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him? But we have the mind of Christ. So you already have the mind of Christ. Now that is First Corinthians two sixteen. Now let's go to um, Philippians. He now said. Although you have the mind of God, he said, let this mind be in you so you it can be there, but if it is not activated, you are just you just have a mind of you don't have the mind of Christ does this make sense yeah. and that is where the Bible comes into a warlike zone. the second Corinthians about he says, he says, our weapons of warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God, pulling down of strongholds. What did he say that these spiritual weapons are going to be useful? He said, casting down of argument every item that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing down every thought, holding them into captive to the obedience of Christ. The Bible describes the battle of your mind as a warfare. The Bible describes the battle of your mind as a spiritual battle. Because no matter what God is doing, if your mind is not at true, you will just hear, God is here. I say, oh yeah. And doesn't benefit you. Because the devil is very much at work when it comes to the mind. Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. Second Corinthians chapter 4, he said, said, whose mind has been blinded by the God of his age. I feel that one of the problems the body of Christ has is that the world is asking us, how can I believe in God with my mind? You know, faith, you know, when somebody said, you're a Christian. I love you, you are so happy as a Christian, but I don't want to be part of it. I'm happy for you. You know what they're saying? Who is happy for things that doesn't make sense? What do you call those kind of people? Mad people. So what they're saying is that they're crazy. I don't understand what you're doing but since I can see you laugh then (laughs) then, then it's okay I say "Ah, yes you know what they're saying is that you're no number that's what they're saying but what I'm trying to say is that I feel there are two extremes in this the world talks about you know you cannot understand God with your mind it is how can you tell me to see a God believe in a God that I cannot see And we, I the that extreme also says that, you know, you don't need your mind. You just need to spiritually believe. The Bible never supported that. Jesus will always say, I need your mind to function and know what I'm doing. You cannot experience God if you don't believe. Your belief is in your mind. Faith starts in your mind. That's why the Bible says you need to bring them to the subjection of God. That's why when when you see, when you meet, it is at times. That's why I I, I thank God for those who God has called into into apologetics and things like that. When when people tell you evidence-based research of proof that God exists. And the Bible encourages you. The Bible says that when Timothy, sorry, when John was writing to um, um, Theophilus, he said all these things that are written to you are verified facts. What is verified facts? Things based on research evidence that you can test. So what I'm trying to say is that I don't want us to be a Christian that shuts up our mind when we come before God. It needs your mind to be active. And when you're already used to that, even when you're at your workplace, your mind is working. And because you know that something is speaking into your mind at every point in time. You get to your workplace and you go, God, and you go, God, what am I supposed to do here? To the glory of God. Like I said, when people call me, ah, Pastor, I Pastor on the see, first thing I say, God, I have one to say. Speak through me. At, at work, we're looking for some pricing issues we have some pricing issues and things like that The drugs medication sorry medication prices me. and <laughs> uh, things like that and we we'll will be running that model over and over again my boss was not home and i was not at work on friday i boss said you know what he sent the email to our big boss and he said he would be annoyed but i told him come and meet you <laughs> because he couldn't find an answer to it so he just then said, this is the answer, which is very vague. He said, but if you have any further queries, right, speak to <laughs> And I asked, I was like, God, there has to be an answer within this room. Guide my mind. And as I was going through it, took hours, as I was going through, found exactly what the problem was. Why was I able to do that? Because I was hip, I, I had... I, believe, I, had, I, I am trying also to encourage myself to connect my mind with spiritual things. Don't disconnect your mind away. God needs your mind here. If not, He will leave angels and you go home. Are we together? May God help us in Jesus' name. Let's rise